0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And we're
1: live at the new era of Philly's team store. Rob Cherry, Rob Ellis for the Christmas tree lighting later today.
0: And at 2.30, Reese Hoskins will join us. I, I, I'm telling you, man, this is crazy. I, I did shows from down here a few uh, way back when, right. as you, you've done tons of them. The turnout is awesome. It's, it used to just let us in
1: through the uh, the back end, the entrance here off of Citizens Bank Way yeah. and, and Patterson. Now you got to go in through the third base gate. It's like a it's like holder. going to a game. Yeah, it, it is. And there's reindeer in the
0: they're in cages, but the rain, there's reindeer in the uh, uh, the concourse. This is really cool. I mean, the turnout we got the amount of people that we have here just hanging out with us for for the show. Yeah, yeah. but I made it a point to get down here, you know, a couple minutes early just to sort of walk around because I walk around with like my jaws on the floor and I'm looking at the gear yeah, and the yeah. stuff and it's absolutely awesome and there's some great deals down here today
1: too. The, the store looks great. The store looks great. There's tons of, tons of merchandise on sale here as well. Uh, is the, I don't know the 12 days of Christmas whatever it is. that Yeah but that Reese Hoskins will join us, so this this should be quite a day today.
0: It's going to be fun, man, and, and just, uh, you know, I'm, I'm so interested to talk to Reese on so many different levels. You, you well, know, Wheeler, we want to season. know about Wheeler. Well, yeah, Wheeler, and, you know, a guy that he's, he's had to deal with in, in his own division now is on his side, how much he yeah. weaken the Mets up, but, you know, there's just a lot of talk in general about, you know, what's going on with this team, you know, and, and, and how active they're going to be, and I think they're going to be pretty aggressive. I think I think some of the things that we're hearing were were sort of smoke screens that they weren't going to maybe be as aggressive or they're done or whatever. I think there's going to be a lot happening.
1: Joe Girardi was at the uh, Eagles game.
0: He was In Miami. Yeah, he's got a, he's got a house down there, and yeah. he was at the Sixers game a few weeks ago and rang the bell. Rang the bell, which was a great move by, by the by the Sixers. But I'm excited, man. I mean, we're only sitting here in December. I know we got a little ways to go until they get to Clearwater, but. You know, I'm looking forward to this season. you got, you got a nice one-two punch now at the top of that rotation. Used to be, like, right when free agency started, that's when people
1: made their moves. Now it's like it takes a few weeks, and sometimes it takes a few months for anything to happen. We were waiting around, and all of a sudden they got Wheeler – they're in on Rendon. They're in on Strasburg, perhaps, or maybe they'll get one of them.
0: Yeah, I don't know if I could handle another uh, Bryce Harper weight. No. Um, no I'm very no, thankful no. there's at least been something that we can kind of digest here
1: Before a little bit. Before the end of the year, yeah. do something. So
0: that that's big. And, look, this is this is a team that I don't think is that far off. They're in a very difficult division. There's no doubt Atlanta's been aggressive this offseason. Atlanta and,
1: got Cole Hamels.
0: Yeah, among others, and some really good relievers, too, prior to Cole Hamels. But, um you know and of course you get the world series champs in your own division but they could be weakened. Well, if you take Rendon away and if somebody else takes Strasburg away, yeah. And their owner has flat out said, yeah, we're not going to be able to afford both guys. I mean, he said that. He's can, on record. Can you
1: imagine if the Phillies had won a World Series and the owner said, no, we can't re-sign our players? It would be insanity. <laughs> that, that tells you all you need to know about Nationals, the yeah. Nationals fan base and what they care about down there. Yeah,
0: this city would lose its mind yeah. if, if that was the case, for sure.
1: You can't, can't do something like that. So, anyway, we'll, obviously we'll talk a lot of baseball this afternoon. Uh, the Eagles do have a game on Monday night. And uh, today it was announced officially that uh, Daniel Jones is out. Yeah. Eli is starting.
0: Yeah, you know, there's a lot of different ways to look at that, right? I
2: mean, yeah. Eli's
0: a guy who I think he's 161 off the top of my head, 161 career-wise. You would think, considering this is definitely the end of the line as is, you know, his Giants career, but it may be the end of the line in his career So he's general. auditioning. Well, maybe. he's either auditioning no. or he just wants to go out on a high note because the last couple of years have been so ugly. If you think they of that, they have, you know, so I think he he's got for whatever he is at this point, and he's, he's certainly a diminished player, but he's got pride for starters and
1: he doesn't have receivers though.
0: Well, no, he, he has some of the issues the Eagles have and lack of weaponry, but he does have Saquon Barkley, who looked a little bit better last week. He hasn't been the same guy coming off that, that high ankle. I think one of the things they're going to do a lot in this game is get the ball to Saquon Barkley in space, where they weren't doing a ton of that with Daniel Jones. Eli will check down to him.
1: Yeah, the Eagle defense did not. It looked good against the run last week, but it looked horrible against the pass.
0: Yeah, it looked looked like they reverted right back to what we saw last year uh, in in New Orleans. It kind of had that same feel. and Basically, this was one guy. It was Devontae Parker just taking them apart. Well, it was uh, like he, 50-50 balls.
1: A jump ball, and he goes up for it. The other guy, the cornerback, whether it's Jalen Mills or Darby, is like, no, you take it. Right. Let's see if you can get it.
0: And it was all of a sudden. They haven't been able to get on the same page all year. So the uh-huh. offense plays pretty decent last week, and the defense stinks. Previous couple weeks, the defense kept uh-huh. you in it. The offense could do nothing. And that's been, the, that's been them this year.
1: Well, the good news is the Cowboys lost. <laughs> that's... The, the Cowboys are not a good team. No, they're not. Clearly not a good team. They're,
0: they're, their coach is a dead man walking. They all know it.
1: Their owner's a clown. Yeah. He had to be thrown off. He had to be censored on a radio station.
0: Well, yeah. He was cursed a couple times. And thank you. And, you know, the other thing is, thank you very much. Uh, we just got presented with some waters here. Yes. With, with a great great sweatshirt, by the way. The green The, the, uh, the Christmas. Uh, yeah, the fanatic. Yeah. And, by, and, by the way, so today down here at the uh, New Era Phillies team store, Rob, you got as we're going to have Reese Hoskins at two thirty. Right, he's going to be doing a meet and greet. Uh, and you mentioned the, the live reindeer. You got the, major
1: the reindeer are like so I saw yeah. several in the concourse. They're real in uh, cages. They're not.
0: You weren't riding. <laughs> you didn't ride one to here are <laughs> Not roaming the. I'm concourse. a little
2: disappointed, Santa, that <laughs> you didn't ride your reindeer. Not roaming the concourse no, no, Not yet.
0: No, but you got. You I got, took a picture though. No, that's awesome with should, a reindeer. If you had, if you tweet it, you could tweet it out. I could. Uh, major League Baseball experiences, game use, memorabilia, holiday packs, all kinds of great stuff down here. Uh, but but back to what I was saying about the uh, the Giants and the Cowboys. The, the Cowboys keep losing in this horrific fashion that keeps you in. Like I think most Eagles fans, after the loss to the Dolphins, well they bailed. We're, were saying I'm done, and yeah. then you sit there again and you watch the Cowboys. Well, and maybe we're not done. You're like maybe you're not done. You just keep getting pulled back in. Well, the theory was, and I said this last week.
1: Uh, the the only game the Eagles could have could have afford to lose from here on in was the Dolphin game because the Dolphin game doesn't affect your conference record, your conference record is one of, or your division record. Yeah, yeah. Which is one of the tiebreakers because it's all you have left is division after that. Right. You can't lose a division re- a game. However, maybe you can lose division game because the Cowboys could lose another one.
0: Well, they certainly can. They I mean, could lose the Rams, to the Rams. Yeah, the Rams just this week. You're going to play them at your place. I I just what I keep getting back to is. For a team that hasn't won more than two in a row all year, are we supposed to believe they're going to win four in a row? And, and by the way, the other the other argument that people will throw at you when you're you're saying I I question this Eagles team, well look who they're playing. Who did they play last week? Miami they had two wins. Yeah. Okay, I, and I get it. Like I get how bad the Giants and the Redskins and the Cowboys all are. But are, are we talking about the Eagles like they're the you know, the Forty Niners here?
1: No. This is this is
0: this season has turned out to be pretty horrific. Yet. I
1: think they're going to make the playoffs. I think the Cowboys lose twice. Cowboys will be seven and nine. The Eagles could win at eight. And at eight. eight and eight could win the division. I think, assuming they beat the Cowboys. I think
0: the best record you can expect is eight and eight. I really do, man. You don't I think
1: they can win out and be nine and seven. I don't seven? think they
0: went out. I don't. I mean, the ultimate, the ultimate would be you win these next two and then you lose to the Cowboys. Yeah, that would be the killer the game. You know, that would week be the sixteen killer. of the season. That would that would just. Oh yeah. my God! What what a what a cap to a season I think they actually
1: could win the division though
0: if they win three out of four and lose to the Cowboys if the Cowboys lose two more you could because the Eagles would be eight and eight the Cowboys would be seven and nine seven and nine is not out of the question to win the division that's how bad it is I mean that's how goofy this whole season has been but that's that's where we are you know we sit here with the reality of if this team's in any other division we're talking about draft picks we're talking about
2: tanking the rest of the
0: way absolutely but because they're in the NFC East, they have a chance. Meanwhile, the Phillies in the NL East. So the this year were the fourth best team with a 500 record. That's a loaded division. I mean, yeah. if you think about it, the, you know the Nats. Even if they lose one of those to Strasburg, Rendon. Even if they lose one of those they they're still, still really good. good. Yeah. The Braves are loaded. The Braves are absolutely. loaded. The Mets, loaded even losing
1: Wheeler, still have good pitching. Yeah, and,
0: and the Mets have good young players. I mean, right. you, you know, we, McNeil, Alonso, Alonso. Conforto. Yeah. They have some really good young players as well. So. This is no cakewalk. You're you, The only team that should be a breeze, and it's a team that killed the Phillies last the year, is the Marlins. The
1: Marlins probably kept them from making the playoffs.
0: Yeah. No, and look, this is um, this is a big year for Reese. It, it really is. Well, it's a big year for a lot of people. A, a lot but, of yeah. people, for sure. But, uh, you know, we're going to be talking to Reese coming up at 2.30, but it, it's, it's a big season for him, considering the way really the last two years have, have played out. Um, but he's going to be critical. I, I think if you can add – They've already added Wheeler, and obviously that gives you a nice one-two punch off of the top. But if you can add one more starter and maybe two more relievers, and if there's, you know, a a Rendon or something like that, I mean, all of a sudden they're in any conversation you're having with anybody in the division. Well, if
1: they have a, a starting five or at least three or four starters that can get you six, seven innings and get you keep in games, I think that would help. Because last year, obviously, they didn't have that situation.
0: I really like the Wheeler sign. Like, I know it's a lot of money. I get it. I mean, when you're. You're giving a guy five years, one hundred eighteen million. Who's had some injury histories? It's there's not risk. our money. Yeah, I mean, there's risk there, but still, I see a guy. Rob, you realize the way that he's finished the last couple he's of years? He's Finished very well. After he just the, hasn't started well. Yeah, no. After the All Star break, the last two years, you know yeah. he is. He's fourteen and three with a two two six ERA.
1: That's uh, pretty good numbers.
0: And what's been one of the biggest issues for the Phillies? Collapsing yeah, during they, that they, same Yeah, they, because they've
1: started out well the last two years. They're in first place this year through, like, June 10th. Right. Last year, like, into August, and the pitching staff just collapsed the second half of the season mm-hmm. last year and this and this past year. You
0: know, and, and don't lose sight of the fact, and this is one of the things I'm excited to talk to Reese about, new, new hitting coach, right, what that's going to look like. Uh, Girardi in here over Kapler. Uh, Brian Price over, you know, John Maley and and, yeah. and and some of these other guys, the, the, you know, the, the other the rest of the guys who had to be bounced. Did you see what Kapler said uh, in, to like Chris San... Young? Chris Young was the pitching coach, but John Maley as well. But what did uh, Kapler say?
1: Was it a San Francisco radio station or a, a... Hey, he
0: crushed Nick Williams? Yeah, it was <laughs> weird.
1: He said you can't play baseball. Yeah, like you, he was what, basically what you...
0: saying like because Nick Williams threw, I, I guess the computer say I should sit today or whatever. Yeah. And Gabe was like, yeah, no, you, you you're st- not good you, at st- baseball.
1: St- you stink. I'm like, where was this guy for Did two years? Did he say that to, to his face, though? I,
0: who knows? That Because I, I always thought Nick Williams was a decent player. Um, I, I felt like he never really I, – I, I think he, he needs a change of scenery. Right. And I think he could go somewhere and be a nice fourth, fifth outfielder. I don't think he's a starter, but I think he's a lot better than what he showed here. And I, and he spent most of the year in the minor leagues. I think he's a major league player. But, yeah, I agree with that. I mean, that was – I was like – where is, is this? Just Gabe from
1: a distance? Now? Yeah, it was it was weird because it, it, you know he never buried anybody while he was here. No,
0: far from it. Never did. And and a guy like Nick Williams and what did Nick Williams? It do? was just sort of strange. I yeah. think he I think he may be a little sensitive to the you're just a numbers cruncher. You know, you, you, know right. you you're not a manager. One of those deals. I'll tell you they they went after him pretty good in his opening press conference in San Francisco. In San Francisco. Which I didn't no. expect, no. but they were pretty hard on him and some of it had to do with that that incident when he was still with the dodgers with the right, with the, the, right. the, the woman who you know allegedly the sexual assault and everything else but it, it was also a lot about baseball too and they were they were on him so maybe he's a little touchy you know since then You got a job awful quick though that's what i mean it's not like you had to sit out two three years and pay your dues again you got you're right back on the horse see
1: and uh, what bothered me about when he signed there uh with the Giants, uh, hearing uh, I don't know the exact words, but it was like this was a starter job for him. This was like he was learning on the job here. So we like Francona, we had to you know we had to put up with a guy that didn't really know he was how to manage yet, hadn't learned it yet, and figured out his mistakes here. So yeah. goes somewhere else and does better.
0: Which I think is I I don't think it's a fair comp. I, I think Francona had far less talent than yeah. Gabe Kapler had for starters. Yeah. Like a hundred percent had less talent. So I, I don't think that's necessarily. Apt. but i got you but that's the last thing you want to hear as a phillies fan like i thought if you're signing arietta and you're signing bryce harper this isn't about you know learning on the job yeah, well you that's know, what it sounded you're, like you're though. here to win
1: that's what it sounded like he yeah. was saying and yeah. i'm like i
0: don't want to hear that no that phillies but, fans know, don't
1: want to hear that. that
0: that sounds like an excuse to me honestly like uh, give me a break you weren't ready for prime time then you should have. they should have hired him in kansas city you know she should not have been here in philadelphia
1: I still don't think he did that bad a job. I just think the the pitching staff that he was late, saddled with really wasn't going to help him. I, I
0: think like anything else, it's a little deeper than maybe people make it out to be. I don't think he did a very good job. Certainly couldn't stop the bleeding at the end of seasons, but he certainly wasn't given anywhere near the kind of pitching staff that he, you need to have to succeed. Plain and simple, you had one starter last year.
1: And the bullpen was was and pretty much a disaster as well, too. and yeah. and you know bullpen can ruin a good team.
0: Yeah, and some of that look, some of it's bad luck with with the bullpen. It, it was a lot of injuries, stuff you didn't see coming. Sir Anthony, David Robertson, some of the stuff you can't control. I get that.
1: Some of it you did see coming, Pat Nishak and, and um, Tommy Hunter. Yeah,
0: but you didn't and giving them multiple year deals is, was laughable. But the, you 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 needed to have more depth that you, in the rotation, and you did So, but look, that's the thing. Now you have a one two. Coming out of the chute, if Eflin figured it out last year, you have a nice middle to bottom of the rotation guy in Eflin. You're sort of stuck Just with Arietta for out, another year. Figure out a three, and you got to figure another one out. Like somebody else has got to be figured out, and I don't think they're going to go down the road again of Pavetta Velasquez. I don't you see think that uh,
1: Garrett Cole. Any chance he comes here?
0: I, I after Wheeler, I tend to, I tend to doubt it. Um, I think they're going to go middle of the road, high upscale uh, starter. Possibly high money. Additional uh, additional one through nine or one through eight guy. Maybe Rendon. Maybe maybe a center. I I like Pilar for the Giants. He's not going to cost you a ton, right? I like him a lot. I like his defense. I think he'd be great in this ballpark. Um, But there's certainly, I think they're going to be aggressive. I do. I don't. Let me put it this way: if you're if you're Matt Clentak, and you saw your manager go, and the amount of heat that came down after last year. Go out swinging, man. You can't come
1: back with the same starting yeah. rotation, you, not you, even close to it.
0: You've got to go out swinging. So this could be it for you, and I think that will make him be uber aggressive. The question is, are they going to go over the luxury? T- I, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is to that at this point. You would hope they will, but we don't know.
1: Well, they did say at one point stupid money.
0: They did, but that wasn't this off. That was Harper.
1: That was Harper. Know, that
0: was thirteen years. By the way, the million. Harper
1: the Harper money was well spent. Far from stupid. He, I mean, he had he put people in the ballpark, and he he had a very good year. No,
0: Rob, he produced. I mean, no. the bottom line is, it, it may not have been right out of the chute. You know, destroying it the first couple of months, and I think some of that had to do with the fact that he didn't have a spring training, really, had a very abbreviated yeah. spring training, and I think that affected it. He he never, you know, used any excuses, but I think that was part of it. So I think we'll see a little better start from him this year, but. You look at his numbers at the end of the day. What well, he, he produced? Ended up doing, he I produced. Mean, he produced and then some. I mean, you know, thirty-five home runs, well over a hundred RBIs. Guy was on base a ton because he walks a lot. Uh, and the thing we really didn't expect, he played a great right field. His, his the knock was he wasn't that good a fielder. I thought he was a great fielder. Well, I thought he was awesome last year. Not only assists, but coming in on balls and making plays and like big spots, for, when games were man. tight, sliding catches a lot of times. He played really well last year and hustle on the base pass sometimes he was a little over aggressive, but i'd rather have that any day of the week than some guy who's not taking he passes. fit in well
1: here for a guy that got paid all that money he fit in very well as first He's connected year to the city in a big yeah, way he did and he made way. an effort he made an effort and i think he, he kind of rubbed off on his teammates a little bit as
0: well i do too i do too and and that's look they wheeler was was the right first step they may sign dd D- D- gregorius who you know Girardi's a big fan of. He made no bones about it. He came right. flat out and said it. They may do that. They may be in it for Rendon, as John Heyman is reporting. You know, I, I mean, the good thing is we're in a market where the team is willing to spend. You, you don't have handcuffs on you like you are in some other markets in baseball. So this team showed you last year that they're willing to spend. And I, and I think that's going to be the case this offseason. And
1: they're going to need to keep it sustained throughout the summer. Because,
0: th- th- I mean, this,
1: this past year, it was, there, were, there were a lot of highlights. And then it was like, you know, you're in first place, and all of a sudden you're in second place, you're in third place, you're in fourth place, but they they still never like took a nosedive, uh, like they did. I mean, they never had like a 10-game losing streak. Or like last uh, 2007 or 2018, that September was just like yeah, ridiculously bad. Mm-hmm. They never had a stretch like that, but they never had a great stretch either.
0: No, I mean, look, the good thing is you're not that far off. You were right in it until literally. The last 10 days, yeah. somewhere in that neighborhood, that, that series in Atlanta, you still had life. So you're doing that with a team that really was shorthanded in a lot of ways. Well, if it didn't you didn't have a right, pitching staff. Yeah, if you could do the right things this offseason, who's to say you can't at least be talking about a wild card, even if this division is really, you know, brutal, which it is. It's a tough division. Is the Are the Braves or the Nats now considered the
1: favorite um, the division?
0: I, I think it depends if the Nats lose one of Strasburg or Rendon, no. because I, I think the Braves – Here's the thing about the Hamels signing. I, I thought 18 was a lot. 18-year, 18, 18 million for one year, I thought was a lot. I thought he was going to get around 12. I'm not as upset as some people are. I, I, I think it was smart only going one year on that deal. But their rotation's really good now, um, and their their bullpen's really good. They so Hamels nice is play.
1: like the back end of that rotation?
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah he is. He, you know,
1: He's like a four. He, uh, he pitched like a five when he came here. Well, he got... He, he had got a, racked around that game he pitched here.
0: He started the season off very well. He did. And then he, he had an oblique injury, and he yeah. was never really the same. And, yeah, he, he was terrible here. I mean, I don't think he made it out of the second inning. No, he gave up like eight runs.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah. so I don't know.
1: Nice welcome back.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, he, uh, from what we heard, the Phillies weren't interested in going anywhere near $18 million. I don't know if I can fault them. That's a lot. See, I, I,
1: I still think he can pitch. And they don't have a lefty in the rotation, so that's why I want to put some money out to
0: get him. Yeah, but it will Especially be nice. Especially for only a year. It'll be nice having a guy who tops off at about 97 with Wheeler. This is not some junk baller just trying to right. fool you every time. This guy's got real stuff.
1: See, I could I, I could root for Cole Hamels if he's pitching for the Cubs or the Rangers, but he comes in with the Braves. He's got to get booed. Oh, yeah. He's going to have to get booed. Well no, you, you can
0: do whatever you want before the game starts, but after yeah. that, forget
1: it. Yeah, because, I look, I wouldn't boo him as a Cub. I wouldn't move as a Texas Ranger. If yeah, you came I mean in they're here. just. Uh, yeah, but as a Brave. A Brave or a
0: Met. Well, no, see, the Met would be the national... worst thing. Yeah, yeah and any of the above really fits in the same well, category. Jason as far Worth as I goes. Can
1: say. In, Jason Worth would have been a hero if he'd gone anywhere else. He goes to the Nationals, which the Philly, you know, with natural hatred there.
0: Well, but you know what else too, though. I mean, it, Philly's never really had a. A good replacement for him, either. So it was. That well, was a lot of that was on the Phillies.
1: Well, they uh, Hunter Pence was the first one,
0: and that was uh, short lived. Very
1: short lived, for he, sure. It was not not clutch in that uh, playoff series. Yeah. All right. Uh, we're, we come back. We're going to be talking to uh, Reese Hoskins. Can't wait, man. Two thirty. One eight 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 seven two nine ninety four ninety four pound ninety four ninety four. Your AT and T Verizon wireless cell phone worth the new era Phillies team store. They're open all day. The Christmas tree lighting is at five o'clock outside tonight. Reese Hoskins takes part
2: with that as well. WIP Sports Time is 2.20. Rob
1: Cherry, Rob Ellis, we're at the New Era Phillies Team Store, joined shortly by Reese Hoskins the team, Phillies team. So it's the uh, Christmas tree. Annual Christmas tree lighting
0: is at 5 o'clock today, out, right outside the third base gate. Yeah, there's some great specials here, Rob. All right, so you ready for this? Holiday sale at the team store. You ready for this? Yeah. All right. If you spend $50, you get a free retro knit scarf. Oh, I like that. You need a scarf. Yes, I do. You're a scarf guy. Um, yeah. All right. Spend $200, and you get a free framed Bryce Harper collectible. Features photos of Bryce and a, a SWAT. Of the game used uh, with his walk-off grand slam, limited to seventy picks only. Sorry,
1: what was that again? Uh, His game-used grand slam.
0: Yeah, it's it's um, the
1: walk-off slam was the highlight of the year. By the way, it was
0: the walk-off. It was
1: against the Cubs.
0: Yeah, it was. It
1: was a sweep of the Cubs.
0: That was. You're right. That was was a sweep of the Cubs. That was the highlight. I agree with you. He had a lot of highlights.
1: I was trying to figure out when that was, and was I think it was August 16th or August 15th. Look at you! Well, because I'm I'm working on the year end uh, our oh, year end right, special, right, so I was right. I, I'm trying to figure out when right. because that was that was a highlight, obviously. Mm-hmm. But that was that was a sweep of the Cubs. That was awesome. Four game sweep well, of the Cubs.
0: How about the sweep of the Braves to start the season? We well, all that thought was, that know, was like Nirvana. still that first game, man. It was awesome. I was there. Yeah, I was And, a, and as McCutcheon well. just starts it off with that home run,
1: and you're saying, "Here we go." I think I sat in my seat the entire. Like I don't think I ever got up. Oh, it was the first awesome. Inning
0: on. It was, it was absolutely awesome. Look at these guys, too. we got all our guys right here in their Phillies gear. You guys having fun?
2: Did you see
0: Santa Claus?
1: No. No.
0: Not yet. <laughs> right. Not yet. Yeah. Pretty soon, though.
1: 5 o'clock is the end. I the love it, man. Light.
0: Everybody's yeah. representing in December with their Philly stuff. We've got a good crew here. Mom and Dad trying to keep a hold of them. They're all right here. It's all good. We're
1: pretending they're here to see us, but I know they're here to see Reese Hoskins when he shows up. They're here us. to
0: see Rob Cherry. <laughs> right. That's they're, why when, they're – you guys are here to see Rob Cherry, right?
1: Okay. All
0: right. Thank was, you. Very it was much. a loud no for the kids. <laughs> I, was, I'm just saying. No, that was a who? Yeah, they were like. It was, yeah. First, they were stunned. It was a look of what, and then it was a no.
1: Yeah. Leave me alone.
0: It's a poor guy. I'm here to get autographs. Okay. Yeah. It's all right. all right. All right.
1: All right. So anyway, we uh, Reese Hoskins will be showing up. We'll be talking to him for a little bit.
0: Yep. Um, and Reese is here, Kevin Franson, Kevin our Benson, buddy Kevin Franson does a great job on the radio broadcast. He does, he
1: does. Uh, and we'll be talking to him a little later. Shaking as well. hands, kissing babies. Three thirty today. We have uh, SEC football. We'll be out of here
0: by three thirty, but five o'clock. SEC
1: championship. SEC championship today.
0: Okay, let's be real clear. Georgia, Georgia and LSU.
1: Are either of those teams uh chance to be like the national champ?
0: Absolutely. Well,
1: both of them. Yeah. I'm just I'm just throwing it out there. I, I, like Georgia, I, I like
0: Georgia plus the points. I'm just saying. What are the points? Uh, depends where you shop. You could get you get it around eight. <laughs> around
1: eight, somewhere so, around there. So LSU, but LSU covers. LSU uh, wins,
0: but doesn't cover. Yeah, I, Joe Burrow has played himself into potentially the number one overall pick. He's LSU's quarterback and Ohio State transfer. But, yeah, he's like LSU's six, had eight. a great year. Joe Burrow's like 6'8"? No, no, he's not, he's not that tall. 6'7"? Six, 6'5"? Six, yeah, he's big. He's big enough. I mean, we, yeah. you know the thing is you don't worry about that as much anymore in this day and age. I mean, guys like Kyler Murray and Baker right. Mayfield have, have kind of got, gotten away from that. It's You're funny because
1: we used to say the quarterback is a guy's too short to be. a Russell Wilson as yeah. well, Yeah, too short to be a quarterback. Yeah. You know who the
0: tallest quarterback
1: ever was? Was that uh, Mark McGuire's brother, Dan McGuire? Six eight. Yeah, it was like six eight. He was, I think he was with the, uh, the Seattle Chargers. Was it yeah.
0: Seattle? He couldn't play.
1: No, he wasn't very good.
0: Yeah, he wasn't. Didn't matter how tall he was. No,
1: he wasn't. Wasn't quite as good as his brother was at baseball.
0: Exactly. Well, yeah. No, he was, he's big. Uh, Mike Lennon, who's a backup uh, for in Tampa. In, he's in, for in Oakland, Tampa, yeah, right? He's in Oakland now. He he may be if he's not six eight. He might be six seven. Didn't he beat uh, the Eagles once, Lennon? He to me he did. Hey, he, me he
1: beat the Eagles once. Yeah.
0: How do we get down this rabbit hole? I, I, all right,
1: Tall quarterbacks.
0: But uh, Yeah, tall quarterbacks. <laughs> tall quarterbacks. Right? Right. No, but it, it, it'll be a good game today. Joe Burrow and Jake Fromm, good right. good matchup today.
1: And right, hey, look who we have. We're about to be joined by, we are Reese? joined right now good by you, Reese Hoskins.
0: Yes, Reese sitting down with us right now.
1: Of uh, the Philadelphia Phillies. Uh, grab, grab a headset, Reese. And first thing we want to do is uh, my daughter said, uh, congratulate Reese because we heard he just got married because you saw it on Instagram.
3: Yes, I did. I did just get married. It was beautiful. Um, I think we're still in that honeymoon phase.
0: <laughs> Where was the honeymoon?
3: Uh, we went to Tahiti. So um, nice. hard to complain about being on an island. Temperature
0: slightly different today. Just
3: a little bit. At yeah. um, least the sun's out today. So.
0: How about this crowd, man? This yeah, is it's uh, pretty,
3: cool. pretty amazing. It's pretty cool. Um, I don't know. It's ex- exciting to be around obviously the stadium again, and, yeah, there's, like, a little bit of a buzz, right? And, um, I don't know, I think it's just the start of an exciting offseason.
0: Well, the club's done a lot of, you know, really exciting things so far. I mean, Joe Girardi steps in as a manager, some uh, coaching changes as well, but Zach Wheeler, a guy that you're very familiar with, it would be pretty nice having him in your rotation, not having to go against him, huh?
3: Yeah, I think I'm in the same boat you guys are, right? Just waiting for it to become official. Right, yeah. Um,
1: Let's pretend it isn't official. Yeah, just for hypothetical purposes. Yeah.
3: Yeah, obviously, you know, we've become pretty familiar um, with him as a pitcher over the last couple of years. I'm just glad I don't have to face him if he's on our team. Yeah. Um, obviously, the stuff is there. You can see that on a night, nightly basis for him. Um, I don't know. He's a guy that, you know, if he's in our, in our rotation, he can be an anchor of a staff. Mm-hmm. And anytime that that guy takes the mound, you feel like you have a pretty good chance to win, You know, especially as an <laughs> offense feeling like you don't have to do too much. Um, on, a, on a during a game, um, it's very comforting, and you know, obviously, to, to add that to a staff is only going to make the rest of the, of the team better.
1: Would you pick a brain of a guy like that? who comes in and says, "How did you pitch to me? How did you, you know, how did people pitch to me?"
3: Oh, hundred uh, percent. Why not, right? Um, especially because we've faced each other a ton of times over the last um, two two and a half years. Um, so there's not, you know, there's a good. I don't know if you call it a scouting report. there's a scouting report, right? Um, And I think one thing, too, that we could talk about is, you know, from the offensive standpoint um, against him as well. I think that's something valuable, especially in division. Um, You know, having I don't even know how many at bats I have, but I would guess over 10, 15, maybe 20 at bats. Um, you know you can learn a lot of stuff in 20 at bats against a
0: guy for Phillies fans who maybe are familiar but don't know exactly what he brings to the table like what what uh, you know we know he tops out at 97 sure. but what is, what does he bring in terms of stuff
3: yeah it's power stuff um it's an uncomfortable at bat right and I, not only is it power stuff but you know he pitches as well um he's not just chucking it up there um you know he's got a obviously the power seam fastball like you said it's up to 100 miles an hour um you know towards the end of the of the second half last year, he started, I think, sinking it a little bit more than he had been. And, in, you know, when you're sinking the ball at 96, 97, it's just an added element um, that you have to think about as a hitter. He's got a wipeout slider that's, you know, 87 to 90 miles an hour. Um, and then I think he started to throw a little bit more of a slower hook just to add another wrinkle in. And, again, anytime you've got to worry about 96 and then you have a guy that throws strikes with a few other off-speed pitches, um, it's incredibly difficult at bat.
1: Have you uh, spent any time talking with Joe Girardi in the offseason?
3: A little bit. Uh, I, got a, I got a chance to go to the press conference. Um, you know, we spoke for 15 minutes after that. Obviously a lot going on with, with him and the new city, new organization. Um, you know, he's trying to make his family feel as comfortable as possible. So um, I sat down with him a little bit right before I left for my wedding. Um, but since then, obviously he's quite busy with the off season as well. Uh, we haven't been able to link up since then. I'm sure we will. You know, we still have 10 or so weeks before spring starts, and I'm excited. He's an incredibly um, he's incredibly easy to be around, incredibly easy to talk to. I think the experience and the resume speaks for itself, and I'm excited just to, to, to play under him.
0: Obviously, the highlight of the offseason has been getting married, but for, for other than that, what's the... <laughs> yes, it is. I have to say that. Yeah, it's a good move. I, I set you up nicely there. Uh, Walk me through, like, how long do you take to just sort of decompress for a minute? Because, let's face it, it's a grind. When I mean, sure. you play 162, it's a grind. How, sure. How much of it is just, let me just chill out for a minute, and then I'll get back to some baseball work for yeah. you each offseason?
3: Like you said, this this offseason has been a little bit different um, with, with the wedding. I just spent a month away from essentially the world. Right. Um, normally I would give myself, I try to give myself two weeks. I normally don't last two weeks. Uh, just because I get bored, you know, we're so used to having such a regimented schedule for eight months out of the year that um, doing nothing is weird, right? Um, but only because we love it, right? Like, it's just something that I can't keep myself away from the game. Uh, but I'll try to give myself two weeks before I start moving around again. Uh, I don't usually hit or do any baseball activities till December. Um like you said, it's more of a mental break than a physical break, but you got to give your body a chance to kind of get back to zero. Yeah. Uh, but I'm in the weight room usually November 1st, just starting to move around again. Um, you know, Assessments happen where there are things that I need to figure out on how to improve my body, whether it's something that happened during the season or I just noticed gradual
2: mm-hmm.
3: um, things that I need to try to fix. Um, and that happens usually right, right around November 1st maybe the week before, and you come up with a plan. Um, we're sitting here December, what, 6th? December yes, 7th, 7th. December 7th. Um, I'm already two or three weeks into my full off-season training program, um, just kind of getting ready for Valentine's Day. You stay here in the off-season? I do. Yeah, I do. I've made Philadelphia my home. Uh, I really enjoy the city. It's something that my wife and I now have um, enjoyed getting to explore. You know, and finding out all these little pockets in the city and um, the suburbs, and it's just been a lot of fun. And I get to use obviously the incredible facilities that we have, and um, just get ready for the next season. Well, Do you uh,
1: spend time? Uh, been to Sixers or uh, Eagles? Eagles games? Still, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. Um, I have. We we went to an Eagles game before we left um, for the wedding. I, I've gotten to a few over the the, the past couple off seasons. I, don't know, I always like. I'm a sports fan. Um, obviously, I grew up on the West Coast, so I didn't grow up fans of, of the Eagles or the Sixers. But you know, over the last couple of years, I've gotten a chance to get to know a few of those guys, um, so it's easy to root for them. And I don't know who doesn't like going to football games, basketball games, and just enjoying the craft that those guys have and the work that they display on a nightly basis.
0: So we sit here, we see a lot of we see a lot of Reese Hoskins gear, we see a lot of you know, some throwback stuff with sure. Chase Utley, but we do see a lot of Bryce Harper. Yeah. Tell us what it was like last year playing with Bryce. You know, we that was the, we we all sort of had this soap opera going the entire <laughs> off season. We were still about three months away from even finding out if he was going to be affiliate this time last year, but playing with him last year and the impact that he had on you guys.
3: Yeah, I think JT said this earlier in the off season. Um, I think Bryce is one of the most misunderstood people in baseball. Right? He has this kind of villain um, aura mm-hmm. about him, and maybe that's the way that he plays the game. Obviously, he plays incredibly hard. Um, gets in people's faces if, if, if he feels like he needs to be. He's just an emotional player. Um, and i tell you what, having that on your team is something that's incredibly infectious and wears off on the rest of your team. Um, I, would go to, I would go to battle with Bryce any day of the week, any time he wants, because that's just the kind of guy that he is, the kind of player that he is. Um, I'll tell you what, playing against him, I didn't like playing against him, and I, can, I get it. Um, but it's someone that you want on your team. Um, someone that makes the, the players around him, the teammates around him better every day in every, every way. He, he's an incredible preparer. Um, someone that knows his routine, knows his body better than anybody else. Um, and is really, really stubborn to that. And that's something that's incredibly admirable and um, pretty impressive.
1: At his introductory press conference, he said that the fans here were like all over him except in his last year because they wanted him to come <laughs> here. Were the players like that as well, knowing he could be a free agent?
3: Yeah, I mean, look, like, there's with the with the coverage nowadays, especially with social media, um, there's no secret, right? Like guys that, that are becoming free agent, especially a, a mega star like Bryce, right? Um, you know, so there was playful comments I think between him and guys on our team. I'm sure there were playful comments between him and guys on other teams. Um, I think it's just a part of the game, and it looked like he had fun with it.
0: For you personally, Bruce, it was a season where. You look at the power numbers. You look at the on base. You look at the walks. You got to be happy with that. But it was a struggle towards the end. Yeah. What? Uh, how would you assess your year last year? And what are you doing differently? You talked about your off season to maybe try to avoid that.
3: Sure. Um, when I look back, I think it's really a tale of two halves. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you look at a snapshot of where I was um, at the All Star break, it's a pretty good year. Yeah. Obviously, um, I still think there's a ton of room for improvement, even in the first half. You know, there were some areas of my game that um, I would like to be better, maybe more consistent. Um, And then obviously you look at the second half, and like you said, it was a struggle. Um, Really the first time that I had struggled for an extended period of time, which I think there's something to take from that itself, right? Um, For whatever reason, I had never really struggled like that before ever in my life. And it's something that um, I think you have to learn how to do. Uh, I think some – Most people, you know, obviously the Mike Trouts aside, the Bryce Harper's aside, um, they struggle like that at some point and they learn how to do it and they learn how to get out of it. And I think that's something that um, being able to take a step back from, you know, once the season was over and really analyze that and and remember what the feelings were like when it was really bad um, is something that I will take now and know that I can get through them, right? The end, there is an end to those. Um, which there were times last year where it didn't feel like there was not it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's look, there's adjustments, mechanical adjustments that I'll make and I'm making now um, that I think will lead to more repeatable swings, um, more consistency throughout the year. And I think really at the end of the day, that's the name of the game.
2: Two of
1: the greatest power hitters in Philly's history are around the team. Well, Ryan Howard was here for retirement night. He famously yeah. said, don't boo these guys, don't boo anybody. Uh, Mike Schmidt's here for home games sure. uh, on weekends. Did you ever solicit advice from them, or did they offer you advice when you're going through slumps?
3: Yeah, both of those guys did. Really, um, I think that's something cool. That's that's really cool about this Phillies organization, right? That um, I had multiple people reach out to me, multiple uh, you know offering help. Multiple people reach out to me saying, you know, don't don't worry about it. It's baseball. It's the game. You're a talented guy. It's gonna it's gonna blow by, right? Um, but, yeah, both of those guys reached out and said, look, you know what kind of talent you guys have or you have. You know, personally, you know what kind of player that you are. This is the kind of thing that happens to guys, unfortunately. Um, but with the kind of makeup that you have, it's only something that you'll get better from. How about Charlie Manuel? What was he like to as the hitting coach? Charlie just has this, you know, this um, nurturing aura about him, um, something that's kind of he's there and he instills confidence in you. Um, so that was pretty cool to, to be around for the second half, for sure.
1: All right, listen, we appreciate all the time you spent with us today. Thanks, man. Appreciate yeah. it. It's good seeing you. Yeah. Enjoy the rest of the offseason, and congratulations again.
3: Thanks again. Appreciate you guys having me on. All right.
1: Reese Hoskins. A lot of fun, man. Good catching yes. up with him. Yes,
3: Reese Hoskins, uh, we appreciate
1: that. We're at the New Era Phillies Team Store. We'll be here until 3.30. The Christmas tree lighting today is
2: 5 with Reese Hoskins. WIP Sports Time is 2.43.
1: Right, we're at the uh, New Era Phillies Team Store. Rob Cherry, Rob Ellis, joined by Kevin Franson.
0: And uh, before you talk to Kevin. Yeah, let me tell you about some of the things that are going on here, right? So you get 25% off regularly priced merchandise, so automatically out the door. Extra 15% off clearance, 25% all pet products. So nice. You, I can take care of my Bailey. I'm taking care
1: of uh, the, uh, the dog.
0: You don't have to give your dog's name? You can't uh, give your
1: dog's name? Natty Bo. The dog? Natty Bo. <laughs> I, I forgot for a second. Natty Bo. All right, thank you. All right, 25% daughter's
0: daughter. all big and tall, yes. which is you. Right, Uh and, then and stupid. Free retro knit scarf with a $50 purchase. Free framed Harper Grand Slam collectible with a $250 purchase. By the way,
1: this this Harper bobblehead is phenomenal. It's it's awesome the, that's charts. the best bobblehead I've seen. I so agree with you. I have to say. this is It really is. And it's got the, uh, what are these called? These, it's uh, got the
0: fanatic headband on yeah. the fanatic eyes. Bri- uh, uh, Bryce is making this just awesome face, and he's got dirt all over the yeah. front of his uniform. And it's a retro Phillies you know, baby blue. It's, uh, it is. Kevin, you're right. The
4: I mean. The best. All right, well, let's, let's say one thing, though. The Rangers and the Twins go into the all-baby blues. Now, that, how tired is that? I mean, the, I we brought it back. Exactly. Looks great, yep. and then they want to come out with it. You oh, know, we want to go baby blues We're the trendsetters, well. man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But see, like, trendsetting's awesome, mm-hmm. but just staying unique and being the only ones doing it, that's yeah. what I'm all about. That's true. So, this, these baby blues, a lot better than those. Right,
1: Reese kind of hinted at it that when Harper was an opponent, everybody hated him. Yeah. When he's
4: a teammate, you love him. Uh, i'd say that? i mean i didn't hate him when i played against him i loved it when i when i was with you know playing in washington with him um but i can understand it i mean he, he plays with a flair Did reese did he have more energy than his commercials uh yes hey this is reese no he gave us he was good okay, he was very good good he, right. was, re- he, was, good. Good. Yeah. he was recharged good. he got yeah. married in the offseason yeah yeah he, ready yeah. To go, he and man. jamie got that i mean i'm i'm all for it and uh good for reese people came in they came in hot here for them. They did. did. A ton they of people did. here This is tonight. an unbelievable
0: crowd today. This is cool. pretty cool, man. So, what's, I know you're back. You live in the area now. Yep. And, you know, obviously do it, the road games, but mix in your fair share of, of home games as well. it good to be around it. Yeah, I mean, what's it, what's it like for you, you know, as you get, you know, prepped up for this? Yeah. You know, we see the Wheeler, you know, potentially, if that becomes official, the Zach Wheeler <laughs> thing.
4: What's the offseason been like for you? What do you think about the Wheeler move? I love the Wheeler move. Uh, it, you know... When you have a 29 year old who's only thrown what 760 770 innings in in the big leagues it's 1100 innings less than madison Bumgarner. Mm-hmm. it's a fresh arm still. that's a good point that's a fresh arm and you, you got someone that went from 95 7 to 96 7 this year uh, and you have a, a a pitching coach that you bring in and brian price i think i'm excited for that that move alone mm-hmm. and bringing in a pitching coach like like rick kranitz rick kranitz was great in this organization and, and the younger guys and, and even the experienced guys are going to learn a lot from Brian Price. Uh, so I think Zach Wheeler with him, I, I I just love it. And so you could start feeling the momentum. And, and I just like that Major League Baseball in general, there's been a lot of moves. Right? There's been a lot yeah, of decent moves. We didn't have moves. to wait till March. No. no. And, yeah. and, and, and now we're not – you're not going into to the winter meetings just in general and, and speaking bad about the mm-hmm. just the game and, well, no one's making moves. No. No, it's progressively going, mm-hmm. and so for for me to see the Zach Zach Wheeler move and uh, when it becomes official, it, it's uh, it's tremendous.
1: How close do you think the Phillies are? They had, they never had a winning streak more than four last year. Yet they were never really out of the race until sometime in September. Who? That's,
4: That's a not, tough division. They, it's a it's a tough it's a tough question because of the tough division just mm-hmm. in in general because. It just depends on what the Nats look like, right? Because you know what the Mets are going to be. We saw what the Mets ended up. That's mm-hmm. what a lot of us thought they were going to be from the beginning mm-hmm. with the pitching that they had. And then they, right. you know, they get Marcus Stroman, mm-hmm. uh, and, and that makes the whole thing going, uh-oh. So you wonder how that's going to go with them, and, and you obviously know with the Braves. And, and you've seen already what they've done in, in bringing in Will Smith. Uh, you know, they already have Melanson. They, yeah, they already have Shane Green but they re up with, with Chris Martin and, and O'Day. So the depth that they already have, the young talent that they have, how far are the Phillies away? I, I always I, – I'm, I'm going to continue to say it. there is as strong as their minor league depth is going to give them too. I, I think those guys that we need in the minor leagues to come up and do something. Yes, the, the you know front office and everyone's done a great job in bringing that front end talent, but it's always got to be supplemented by something. So if Alec Boehm or Spencer Howard or the guys behind them, or the Connor Siebel, or if they come up and have a chance, they got to be guys. Yeah, and and that's a huge deal because there's got to be did you guys get the feeling at all last year someone was coming up like the excitement level like there was no one in in that system and and that's nothing against the guys it's just no it's real you want to have that that creative energy right and that creative energy is bringing someone up from the minor leagues and to to generate something in the clubhouse look no further than a team
0: like the yankees who probably had more injuries than anybody right yep and what they were able to do because the guys that they brought up obviously later in the season they started to make some moves but you you just didn't have that last
4: year, unfortunately. Have you had the
0: opportunity to see any of those guys up close and personal, Kevin? The, either either Boehm or Howard. Or I've anybody? seen a lot,
4: like just watching videos. Yeah, and, and not not like the snippets. I mean, I I watch all the you know Spencer Howards and uh, saw his AFL starts. The, the kid's special. Yeah, the kid's got a special arm, and he, he just looks calm. I, I, I know his pitching coach well from uh, Cal Poly San Luis Obispo, so just understanding who he is and mm-hmm. as a competitor, he's, a, he's a, as as he said, he's a silent assassin. Right. He's not going to show a ton of emotion. He's just going to go and do his work, and it's pretty good. I mean, what he's shown so far. <laughs> yeah, down. What do you know about uh, Joe Girardi? What a stud. Uh, we, we, the Phillies had a charity event the other night that, uh, you know, for, for Phillies Charity, Inc., and, and celebrating a lot of different organizations. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joe Girardi was here, and he spoke. And there's a realness behind him. There, there's just something that you're just like, whoa. There's like a calming presence. When yes, he starts to absolutely. Talk. He's prepped. I mean, yeah. Look, you could watch him on MLB Network. You could watch him, you know, as he did Fox with during the playoffs, and the stuff that he brought to the table, and you're like, I could follow that. Mm-hmm. I follow that. You know, like, in, in just in general, there's a there's a realness behind it. Um, you know, Cap. Cap was he, he was fine. And he was dealing with us, right, Mm -hmm. and and the whole thing. And people were always going to have – he just – the way he was bringing out the numbers and everything around here, I think people didn't like. Well, Joe Girardi is about numbers and analytics and doing that. But it's still about the game and the people and all that stuff. And that's what he's going to bring, you know, in the forefront more than anything. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's a leader. You could just bring – you could – First and foremost, I think that's what we could all say. He's there, the leader. There was a
1: disconnect between Kapler and the fans; it seemed like. But is was there a disconnect between Kapler
4: and the players too? I didn't. No, I didn't sense it. Yeah. No, because he always communicated. And and look, as a player, what's the one thing you want your manager? Like, what is one of the main things? Not not the only thing, but the main things you want from your manager. Honesty, consistency, and your back. Yeah, he's always got your back. Mm-hmm. And not one time did Gabe ever go in and, and and you know undercut anyone, right? I mean, that's the biggest thing. Uh, you always had the, the player's best interest at heart. Um, doesn't mean that everything was right, correct? I mean, in, in the whole thing, but as a player, that's all you can ask for. The guy has your back, and, and, and Gabe did that, but I, you could already sense it because, look, playing against Joe Girardi is, is, when he was with the Marlins as a manager and then with the uh, the Yankees, he had everyone's back. It didn't matter, and, and that's a huge step already you know just in in his favor is that he's always going to have
0: it. let me ask you how how big obviously getting somebody like wheeler is is can be a game changer but having a new voice with with brian price bringing over dylan from from the Nats how big is that for this team too just to get some 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 fresh you know maybe approaches and and that kind of
4: stuff aside from joe girardi they got experience there's a lot of experience they what, what they lost in in some of the staff they gained in experience with brian price and, and joe dylan uh, in others, I, I think that was the biggest thing that, that Cap la- uh, lacked last year in the last two years. That, and I've said that. I've said it on air. And I, I, I really think you could look at the Braves. You could look at uh, other organizations that are very successful. You could look at the Brave. Braves, the Rockies. There's so many other teams that are doing it that have experience. The Padres this year, right? They got Jace Tingler as the new manager for him. Bobby Dickerson, who was the infield yeah. guy here awesome is the bench coach and then you go Damian Easley and then you go uh Larry Rothschild and you had Rod Barajas Skip Schumacher there's a lot of experience and that is a huge thing like I am I'm, I'm fine with it you got to be a teacher still mm-hmm. there's still teaching and coaching going on in the big league level well you got to have those guys are they able to connect with the guys and be able to do things and I think with a guy like Brian Price Joe Dillon those are teachers and they're good dudes
1: it's always met uh, Brought in four All-Stars last year, or either All-Stars or former All-Stars, uh, yet their hitting at times was inconsistent. Was that all because they lost their leadoff hitter? Because they, they were in first place when they lost them.
4: I wouldn't say, because they weren't even that hot. When yeah, They were you still know, up and down. They were still anybody. up and down then. Uh, I just think it, it was one of those years where nothing could be consistent, right? Like you had three or four guys go. You didn't have the the three, four guys go at the same time. You didn't have McCutcheon, Real Mito Harper and Reese go off at the same time. Not once did you have a streak where you are going, oh yeah, because that's what's going to get you past that four game mark, right? The four game winning streak no. is to have your big boys come together at one po- at, at, at one time and do it. You see what the you know with the Nationals. The Nationals had that, and they had it at the, for most of the year. You know, the second half especially. They had Turner Eaton. Rendon, Soto, going at the Even same Even Kendrick, I mean,
0: it was killer Absolutely. for them. So the I
4: mean, you go, you go, four guys, and not, and they're not your bottom half guys. You're at the top of the order, guys. That's a huge thing. How? Look, we, we don't know
0: where he's going to end up, but there are. There's at this time of year, it's natural. There's rumors flying all over the place. You know very well. Tell us about Rendon and what that could potentially do if if he ended up here.
4: Well, uh, you wouldn't hear from him. <laughs> That's all right. He just like I don't know if you guys saw like the. You know, the Trey Turner play where the, the ball was thrown into him and, you know, they had that, what, like 13-minute review and everything going on. Uh, they, asked, they asked for a note afterwards after you hit the home run and, and Rosendal gets in this big old, like, speech and he's like, okay, so tell me, that pitch, and that ball. I mean, how'd you do that after that long? He's like, I don't care. Like, I got 13 minutes to sit down for a while. So that's the <laughs> relaxation that he has, right? He plays the game in a different way. He's in chill mode all the time. He uh, is in chill mode all the time. He's special. Yeah. And, and Bryce would tell you that, and and Rendon would say the same thing about Bryce. They make each other better. Um, he would bring not only just the presence at third base in your lineup, but just he's a calming factor. You could always look at him in, in the big moments, and he's going to be yawning. We were just talk, we were talking about it with someone that I think it was Joe Dillon on my podcast. We're just like, hey, remember the time that he he yawned mid at bat and it goes double <laughs> off the wall, and like a, it was. Unbelievable! We had it on video. We're like, "This is what is he doing?" It was against the Braves. Yeah, and that's him. Uh, what would it do? I, I still think. Look, this isn't a one-person away team. You know, it would make them better, but I still think there's 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 multiple moves, and that's why it's. I still think it's taking a long time for the Zach Wheeler stuff and, and everything to go about, like like because there's a lot of pieces. They need, pieces. Yeah. They need a lot of pieces. Sure. Hitting is it hitting or pitching that Phillies need right now? I don't think you could ever go wrong with more more pitching, more and more pitching. It's just – that's a fact. I mean, you can't guarantee – and we saw this the last two years with the, the amount of guys that have gone down with injury. <laughs> you got to have – you can't have guys coming in throwing 88, 90, 91. You know, the guys in the yeah. back end of the bullpen need to be, you know, 94-plus. They're going to get a huge a huge piece back, though. Think about it like in Anthony Dominguez. Mm-hmm. That's already a big, big step forward in, in, in an acquisition, but just getting him back from injury, that's, that's huge.
0: Well, I, I look, I, I think that's, you know, the, they got it on both ends. I mean, the problem was it was Nolan all over the place, and then the injuries in the pen were, were
4: just brutal. Yeah, and I mean, every, everyone's going to deal with them. Yeah. But there's always, in, in those special years, there's always someone that steps up and does something that, that, that's great, or a couple guys and in the case look they learned a lot they learned about what they had in the system that came up to do anything and if they could i mean one thing that's going to always be i think overlooked in the whole situation is jose alvarez was awesome he was good he was awesome and having him back next year i think is good and and look pavetta velasquez in the in the bullpen could that be a a thing we'll see if they have the whole year to to, you know then in whole spring training Working as a reliever, what's that going to do? Let me swing you back to the hitting for a minute. We just had Reese on. And we, we know
0: what he's capable of, but we also seen end-of-year struggles here. What's your sense of kind of what you would like to see from him to maybe avoid that, to, to not become this pull-happy guy? What would you like to see from
4: Reese? I want to see him go bushes, like literally into the bushes in center field. Like I, he has so much power that I feel like, yes, the numbers say you'll your best, you know, your your highest OPS, all that stuff is going to come from a pulled fly ball for a guy like Reese, but he didn't come in here with that approach, mm-hmm. and and I and I still think that to for me, there's so much untapped there because when he first came up and he you know yeah. and just lit the world on fire, I mean, his outs to right center, his outs to center field were loud. I mean, it, it they were competitive at bats, mm-hmm. and sometimes those you know, we look at the numbers and go, okay, just pull. No, that's not how you got to that point. You, your approach was not always like, I'm going to hook it down the line. Like, it, there's sometimes I feel like he he wanted to take the shortcut and going down the line. Like, he's got power everywhere. He's such a good, he's a good hitter. Mm-hmm. He's not a 230, 240 hitter. Yeah, he's not a, one, he's not a one-trick pony where it's no. just all runs. Yeah. That's, a, I, I think the biggest thing in this whole thing is that we talk about the power. Well, He's a good hitter. Mm-hmm. Obviously, with the sense of, of a strike zone that he has, but he can go, I'm not saying line to line, but right center over, he's a two eighty, two ninety hitter. And that's, that's what I see. Mm-hmm. That's what I've always thought.
1: Well, he still had the great numbers as far as his on-base percentage, 364 every year, it seems.
4: Yeah, and I, I, I still, like, we saw a little bit more aggression at the end of the year, toward and I, I like that mm-hmm. because I think at times he got passive uh, when – I'm speaking from someone that never saw a ball he didn't want to hit. Like that, I, I, you throw the Rosin bag. I was, I was swinging. So to see someone like that, it, it's refreshing at times. But then there's sometimes you're like, man, you just let that one go. Like that's that's in your go zone. So uh, just just seeing him being more aggressive in the zone. Uh, he, he's an he's obviously we know he's an incredible person. First and foremost, he's an incredible teammate. There's so much more, and as a fan, like as a, as a broadcaster, you root for the guy. And so you just want, you know, you want to see him go back to just having that success. And, and, and look, it's not all about one, being one thing, and, and he needs to open up a little
1: bit. The last question I have is, who was your favorite teammate as a Philly?
4: Ooh, that's a tough one. Like, that's why I asked it. <laughs> I mean, it's probably Chase. Just Chase? In general you know? and we were so close in, in doing a lot, a lot of stuff off the field, and, you uh, he brings and, and taught me so much, too. And, you know, later in my career, he's still teaching. It, just by the way he, w- you know, worked and did everything. Uh, yeah, I'd say Chase. I'd say Chase. How uh, uh, The last one for
0: me, now, you've now got a couple of years under your belt here of this broadcasting thing. How much different, more comfortable are you heading into year three or four whatever it is now than you were when you first started? Because I, I, think, I think people appreciate the fact that you – you'll bring a little humor to it. You'll, do, you'll be a little out of the box. Did you catch some heat for that, too, when, when you
4: first started doing it? I think Wheels was the one that, like said, be good before you're funny. And I was like, hey, Wheels, I'm going to be me. <laughs> you know, like, Wheels told you that. Yeah, Wheels told me that. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so, I, you know what, I'm just going to be, I, I always told myself if I ever got a chance to be in the broadcast booth uh, doing games, I got to be who I was right. either on the field or in the clubhouse. And that's just, I, yeah, I, I can't always go to that. Right. I, I draw the line. Yeah. But uh, I had a good time. I love being a baseball player. uh, And and I want to bring that passion uh, of that. And I feel like I've done that. How comfortable am I now? Uh, A little bit more. I mean, Mm -hmm. there's still a lot of work to do and clean up and understanding my, my, you know what words i'm using right, on the right. whole thing so
0: driving scott Franci crazy that's all uh, right we like that so you did radio like when you, drive scott you did crazy. radio in california too yeah,
4: i did okay i mean that's just but that, that's california well that's the bay area it's like oh that's <laughs> we, we it's about being politically correct there you know i think it's a little more intense here it's, a it, it, it can be when is your first game uh, spring training sometimes
1: you don't have a schedule yet i know you put
0: the guy on the spot well, no i mean I I don't know. the first
1: game is like february twenty. i know so we're going, i'm here yeah, exactly. to, can, we, like, enjoy today. can, can here. we enjoy
0: today before we'll we start jumping
2: jump ahead <laughs>
4: right. my god right. it's unbelievable sorry, all right. sorry.
1: go niners <laughs>
4: go niners, You're a niners fan? until until you know they possibly play the eagles in the playoffs in the playoffs i know then
1: you'll root for the eagles
4: i'll still be the niners like i'm just being honest like what's the one thing that we know being a Philadelphia fan, like you can't just say, "Oh, well, now I'm a Philly." No, fan. keep it you know, real. Like, you got to keep it real. Exactly. Okay. Have a good seeing you, man. Good to see you guys. Appreciate
1: you uh, being here, and we will talk to you. We'll talk to you during the season. Awesome. Can't right. wait. Kevin Franson. All right. All right. We're at the New Era New Era Team Store. We'll be back, and uh, we'll tell you more about what's going on here, and uh, make sure people are down here for the Christmas tree yeah, lighting it's coming at five, up five o'clock. Five o'clock with Reese Hoskins. Very good. WIP Sports Time, three oh six. Rob Sherry, Rob Ellis, we're at the New Era Phillies Team Store for the Christmas tree lighting today, which is at 5 o'clock. We'll be going uh, at 3.30. Bottom of the hour, we have uh, the SEC Championship today. Georgia LSU. Joined right now, though, by Scott Brandeth, the director of promotions for the Phillies, who's going to tell us some of the things they've got coming up this season, some of the big promotions there, some of the giveaways and things they've got coming up or promotions.
5: Yeah, well, thanks for for coming down. First of all, this is... uh it's it's been one fun, of my, man. Yeah, this is one of my favorite days because it's absolutely you, you get uh, you get the fans down here for a day in the off season. We got a nice decent weather out. You got a great crowd today. Great crowd. The fanatic went three and a half hours. Santa Claus went three and a half hours straight. And he's done. And he's he's done. Well, he'll be back for he's, the tree lighting, of, the course. Tree lighting yeah, of course. Yeah, needs course, a little so. break in between. Yeah, yeah, taking, yeah. Yeah. Well, taking well, a break. He's okay. got a refuel. He's probably sleeping right now. Yes. Reese Reese is upstairs, obviously. Uh, we've got live animals. We got a reindeer, a reindeer. outside. Reindeer. Yeah, it's it's we've been kind of doing adding different things every year so it's been uh, been a pretty good day well it's quite a production you
1: have here yeah, yeah. so what uh, what's the biggest promotion coming up this year we should know about? um
5: we've got a couple of, uh, right off the bat for opening day obviously you've seen the the, uh, the headband stuff that uh, uh, Bryce uh, made yes. made pretty popular and that's uh, an opening day giveaway uh, uh yes right here we're oh, gonna give nice. everybody nice. on opening day thanks and the more as a and this is kind of like a fleece one because that's March. No, no, right. April 2nd. Mm-hmm. April 2nd. So
0: it might be a little chilly. April, you never know. Yeah,
5: yeah. So this thing uh, this thing right here with the little opening day 2020 on it, uh, the Phillies' uh, primary logo on the front. So everybody from 90 years old to one years old will be rocking a rocking a headband on opening
1: day. So they have opening day. They have opening night as well. What's uh, well, the opening night? Uh... <laughs> that,
5: that's funny because our second game of the season is usually – Opening night, it's right. our, our McDonald's opening night promotion. This year it's on a Saturday, which is great, but it's a 4 o'clock game. So it's, oh, not, a little it's an opening so afternoon. can't quite call it opening so night. So what do you call it? I'm not sure. I was thinking about calling it opening night in quotes, but I got voted down. <laughs> right. So We're, we're just going to call it a McDonald's T-shirt and we'll, we'll do it. But it's good. It's a 4 o'clock mm. Saturday, which has been really good for us. Uh, so we'll do that. It'll and be then, a little warmer, too. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, the, the very next day is, uh, is kids the, opening, kids day, opening right? day. So yeah. bang, bang, bang. It's nice to open on a on a what is it Thursday and then an no. off Friday, no. uh, Saturday, and Sunday, so we get a nice weekend to to start it off with. So, so we kind of like that. And then of course, uh, Fanatic's birthday in April, uh, thanks to Citizens Bank. And uh, you'll notice we're going to do a knit hat.
1: Nice. It with, looks like the headband. It looks yeah. like
5: the headband. So the eyes, the eyebrows, the eyelashes of the fanatic. Again, it'll be a little bit cool. Uh, so kids 14 and under will be uh, will be getting that on. Uh, Sunday, April 19th. Will you bring
1: a... in his friends for the birthday? of his oh, friends. Right. will be here, a bunch yeah. of the big five. Cal mascots. Ripken.
5: Cal Ripken, yes.
1: Gritty? Clam- if, Gritty's not, if Gritty's available? Uh, Gritty was not here last year. They
5: might have had a game or something, yeah. but he's been here a couple times. Sure. Right.
1: Yeah, right. absolutely.
5: He was here last year to... When the
0: when the uh, truck went down to Clearwater, oh that's right, Gritty, that's Gritty right,
5: came
1: yeah.
0: by. That. Gritty Gritty finds his way to things, that's for sure.
1: Yeah, yeah uh, I tell you what, he's a nice little younger brother the fanatic. Yeah, he's yeah. Uh, become a nice little mascot himself.
5: Fanatic has taken him under under his wing, so yeah. to speak. He's uh, taught him
1: well uh, uh, since day one. He
5: was completely on board, and uh, yeah, they're buddies. They're buddies for sure. Because
1: we thought that would last about two days, the Gritty. It turned out to be lasted pretty good. Yeah, they're 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 doing well. I saw I saw a great
5: Gritty sweatshirt here. At, uh, some lady was wearing a Gritty
0: sweatshirt here yeah. tonight. It was pretty pretty good how um how awesome is it to have a guy like bryce who really is like a model like he likes to model the all the stuff that you guys have and, and it is you know obviously a great draw as well but how amazing is to have the superstar who was that into that it, stuff? you know it is amazing
5: it is amazing especially on the on the retail side when he started wearing that that headband and then francis our buyer here just kind of jumped on it and started doing a lot of different things with that and it's just i mean Something that's visual like that, like a headband, and then when the people start wearing it in the stands, then everybody sees it, and it's unique. And, and that was, we I think it debuted in July, and it was the number one selling item here at Citizens Bank well, There's so. never
1: been a player that's going out like the first game he's wearing cleats that have had the Fanatical yeah, he, sneakers. He's, he's definitely
5: embraced the Fanatic, which is great. He's got a little bit of a, per, a little bit, he's got a great personality. Uh, and it's, uh, and he, you know, I think he's got some some uh, deals with Under Armour and stuff, so he. He knows a little bit about the fashion, so it, it's certainly helpful on on the retail
1: side and and on the promotion side. We'll be probably picking his brain a little bit. What is the biggest promotion you have? Do you think biggest promotion you got all year?
5: Um, I think uh, I think we're going to have some fun when the when the uh, Oakland A's are here in June. Uh, a little oh, little turn oh, nice. back the clock. We yeah. might go we might go way 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 back. Five, Philadelphia A's. One hundred years. Yeah, and, uh, oh, that'd be cool. We've already discussed it with the A's; they're on board. So we're we're working out a few things with Major League Baseball and. Uh, we've always had retro night, and we, it's usually been '70s, '80s, '60s, '50s, or whatever. But we want to go real far back. Uh, the, the Phillies and A's played played each other a lot back in the day. It was called the City Series. Right. Uh, so we want to we want to jump on board with that and have the A's wear the old Phillies. Oh, I have an
0: idea, by the way. There you go. All right. You, you'd have to get approval from Major League Baseball. Mm-hmm. Have both managers wear suits like Connie Mack. Yes, Look,
5: and hats. They, uh, How about that? <laughs> they did. Huh? Uh, Art Howe, when he was with the A's a few years ago, he wore the suit pregame. But then he, then he took it that off. Would be, but
0: wouldn't Rob Manford tremendous? If you Rob Manford, sign off on that. Oh, the absolutely. attention that that would get, yeah. that would be great. A little
5: rolled up piece of paper so, for Joe Girardi. Yeah,
1: why not? So wait a second. The Phillies and A's actually played not during the season though, right? That was Yeah, during the season. The games didn't count though because there no. was no interleague baseball. No, they though. didn't
5: count. But it no. was probably on a, a mutual off day or something like that. They played, you
1: know, a bunch of years. You covered those games. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that was my first radio broadcast. <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of wheels, he broadcast those. <laughs> <now>. <laughs> That's not nice.
0: That's our second wheels reference. <laughs> well,
1: the other was all fair. Yes, exactly. we love no, was it? Wasn't. We love wheels. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, so, Philly's A's and that. And what other?
5: Uh, alumni weekend is always a, is a big thing. It's in the the first week of August, and uh, we've been lucky the last few years. Two years ago, it was the 10th anniversary of the '08 team. Right. Last year, the 10th anniversary of the '09 team. So, if you can do your math, 40 years. 40 years. Uh, which yes. Is, which is crazy. Uh, so there's but, a,
1: an alumni event uh, with the four, uh, 40th anniversary of the 1982. Yeah,
5: so we're looking at hopefully uh, Alumni Day. I think it's uh, Sunday, August 9th, uh, to bring a lot of those guys back and, uh, and have some you know, giveaways that weekend around the team and, and uh, just have some fun. It's, it, the One thing that we did, we started it two years ago, we, we did a team picture of those guys. So, we you know, 10 years older, the, right. the 08 guys. and So we'll try to do the same thing with, with these guys uh, on the field uh, before the game team picture of uh, the guys that are still around so it's it's pretty cool and obviously that that was our first championship team so do, do uh,
1: we know where everybody is from that team has everybody kept track of them
5: we've got yeah we've got a good alumni group uh mm-hmm. with debbie nacito and uh and bonnie clark and them and they're they uh, i mean a lot of the guys we see
2: every year right uh right.
5: but yeah there'll be some guys that we'll try to uh, uh, catch up with to, to bring them back
2: I Ever
0: tell you my Manny Trio story, speaking of that team? No, no. you All got right. a Manny Trio story? I mean, he, was, he was my favorite. You tried I mean, to get his autograph? T- no. So my dad was working as the assistant ticket manager for the Eagles at that time. Right. And it was at the vet. The offices were at the vet. You could literally open a door and walk into the hallway of the vet from where their offices were. I'm eight, nine. I, wa- I open the door. I walk out. I literally almost ran into Manny Trio. This is right after he won the NLCS MVP in yep. Houston. It was Game One of the World Series, and you know he had the the greatest relay throw you're ever going to see. Oh yeah! So it was that was my brush with fame. He had a lot of cologne on, and I and I never <laughs> washed my hands, so I had Manny Trio's cologne on my hand.
1: He was the coolest player. He was, oh, just he was his, the man. He was take his time, yeah. study yeah, he, the ball. He, he was tremendous. And then the sidearm, yeah. right the first
0: base. Yeah. The yeah. best. Love love Manny Trio. All right, so
1: it sounds like you got a lot of stuff going on.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. All right. So, Scott, we appreciate it, bro. Thanks for having me. Thanks for uh, coming down. And you go down to spring training, too?
5: Yeah, I'll be, uh, yeah. we'll be down uh, unveiling all this stuff for real uh, probably the second or third week of March.
1: Nice. Scott Brandeth, the uh, promotions director, director of promotions for the uh, yeah. Phillies. Thanks for joining us Thank this All right, Scott. All right, so uh, what else we got to tell people about this afternoon here? I at... mean, just get
0: down here. Tree yeah. lighting's at 5 o'clock. Um, and, and again, just to emphasize, it's now the new era Phillies team store. So if you're heading down, you got all kinds of great stuff. Twenty five percent off regularly priced merchandise. Extra fifteen percent off clearance. Twenty five percent off pet products. We got all kinds of great stuff here. So you, you got to come on out. Um, One hundred dollars off authentic jerseys. Forty dollars off adult uh, jerseys. So yeah, I mean we got three uh, three to four meet and greet with Reese in the tour room, and then five o'clock is the tree lighting.
1: All right, we are back here uh, tomorrow afternoon. Or, you tomorrow, and I we're, are back together. Not, not, not in a store we're here. Back not in a Philly store. We're yes. back. From one to four tomorrow afternoon, and yes. I'm sure we'll talk a lot of football, a lot of what's going on as well, unless the Phillies sign somebody between them. It should be fun, man. And they actually haven't officially signed Wheeler yet. Not officially, but right. that that's a done deal. That'll happen uh, sometime uh, next week, we believe.
0: Should be, should you be. Think. Yep.
1: So anyway, thanks to all the people here at the uh, Phillies for having us here at the New Era Phillies Team Store. Thanks to Reese Hoskins for joining us. And we're going to put that up on a podcast.
0: Yeah, we're going to podcast the entire show, with the Hoskins interview from yeah. Anthony Foley back in the studio and Bill Matz right here at Citizens Bank Park. And
1: thanks to uh, Kevin Franson as well. Stay tuned. SEC football, the championship game is coming up, Georgia and LSU, right here on 94 WIP.
6: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it.